And so I found myself from that moment on wanting to go around in my own consciousness and my own experience of life and begin to collect the seeds of wisdom, the seeds of knowledge, the seeds of experience so that I could fulfill these actions in my life and not have them ever following me around waiting for me to fulfill them. Anxiety, fear, depression is an opportunity for us to learn. They are unlearned lessons following us wherever we go, entering into our lives whenever they have the opportunity that we might have experience of an unlearned lesson in hopes that we will one day not run away, not push away, but rather move into the fullness of that experience and learn the lesson and learn it well and learn it to its fullness. So that now it's not an unlearned lesson ever following around waiting to be experienced and fulfilled, but now it is the fullness of knowing that has come forward from that experience that we now can manifest into our lives more fully. And I found that every seed that I collected in the fulfillment of a learning enhanced the action of loving inside of me, enhanced my experience and my relationship with God through my prayerful meditative state and through my daily living. And these seeds that I collected became the tools by which I could live my life in a different way than before. These seeds became my empowerment, the power by which I can live my life to the fullest, live my life as the divine spirit soul that I am, rather than living at the whims of the world, living ever in these great movements of energy, of consciousness within me and around me, ever waiting to be fulfilled, but me ever avoiding them. And I found that the more I would move into my depression, into my fear, into whatever came forward, the more I found myself being filled up. Being filled up with my own loving, the loving of my soul for all the experiences that I was having and being filled up with God's loving for me, with me, in me, for who I am, as a divine expression, as a child of God. And the more I began to live in this way, the more I connected back into that which I had known as a child, which was that river of loving that we talk about so much here, that place where we know we are one in God, where we are ever moving in the movement of loving and the giving and the receiving of loving with God and from God. And so the things that we share here, we share to help you remember, to remember your own truth, to remember who you truly are as the divine, living, loving essence of the Lord that you are soul first and only. And to assist you in understanding 
the way by which to live that every day. I can remember when I was a child and I used to go to all these different churches to see how everybody was talking about God and how they were approaching God and how they practiced God. I remember walking up to this one church that I had been going to for several weeks and the minister was standing outside greeting people and he saw me coming up and here I was by myself, a little kid. My father would drop me off and I would go up and attend church and then my father would pick me up. And as I was walking up, he turned to me and he said, so, did you live what I preached last week? And I said, yes, yes, I did. It is absolutely wonderful what you shared. And he looked at me kind of surprised. <laughs> like, what? You really have? You really understood what I said? And so he pulled me over and he started asking other people the same thing. I don't know if he had been asking that before. And people would kind of look at him, oh, yes, yes, I did. You know, and walk out by like, what did he talk about? <laughs> you know, you can see it. And he turned to me and he said, you are a joy to my life right now. Finally, I know somebody has heard what I have to share. And that they're taking it outside this building and living it. He said, thank you. And he gave me the biggest hug, which just surprised me and I'm sure surprised other people. And then I went on into church. And as I looked around, I began to wonder, how many people were living what they were there to live in the church every day and every moment of every day of their lives? And so I made a project for myself for the next week. And I went to school, and every day I asked my teacher, and every day I asked my friends, every day I asked my mom and my dad and my brother, who, that was another one, and I asked just whoever I came across. I said, how are you living the Lord today? And people would look at me like, you know, what? You know, right, yeah. Well, my friends thought I was crazy anyway, so they just kind of <laughs> laughed it off and didn't say much. But the one thing that I found was that my school teacher really liked this. She thought this was a great project I was doing. And so we would sit before school, and she would share with me how she was living the Lord that day. And that began to be a project for her. And she began to write a, uh, like a journal for herself of how she was living the Lord every day. And she wrote and she wrote. And I didn't know that. I mean, that was just a seven-day project from one Sunday to another that I thought I would do and see what I could learn from other people. And I learned for the most part people weren't doing it every day. They were doing it for the hour that they were in church, maybe, but that was about it. And then from then on, they didn't think about it. They weren't considering it. They were just busy with the world. But she took it and she started journaling on it for a whole year. And the next year when I came to school, I didn't have her for my school teacher, but she started asking me to come back. She wanted to read to me what she had written in her journal. And she was getting a lot of inner experience, a lot of inner awareness as she was writing. And I remember after she read, and I'd go in every day before school and sit there 15, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, however long, and she would read and we would talk a little bit about these things. And I remember at the end of that, that semester, before we went home for Christmas and we were finished for that semester, she said to me, she said, 
You have made my life different. I want you to know that. That one little question you asked has changed my life. I don't know what it will be like for me, but I am so grateful that you shared and asked that question. And I don't know why you asked that question of me, but I'm glad you did. And I thought, boy, I want to do that for the rest of my life. I want to ask people the questions that will change their life, that will spark them on a new journey that maybe they can begin to remember. And that's what she was doing. She was beginning to remember things from within herself that she knew to be true, but that she was not allowing herself to live because the world said, no, 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 if you want to survive in this world, you have to do it this way. So I remember, and that was um, my fifth, uh, no, it was my uh, third grade, oh, let's see, that was my fifth grade teacher, Mrs. Jackson. And I remember so clearly at the end of the first semester of the sixth grade, after she shared that with me, of asking in, in my prayer one day, I said, Lord, I don't know how this would ever work, but I want to do this with people. I want to share with people. And I don't know how you want me to do this, but please help me to find the way to do this, if it's your, if it's your will. And then I just kind of forgot it for a long time until I was about 18 years old. I had graduated from high school. I was clearing out my room of a lot of the high school papers and books that I knew I would never need again. <laughs> I mean, how many times do you go back and look at your high school papers or books or need to re remember all the algebra and whatever that you learned? So I was tossing all that out, and I came across one of my journals from my sixth grade year. And I remembered, as I was reading it, about how I had asked God. I had written in there this prayer to God asking about this and it brought it all alive again and here I was just graduated I was just going out into the world to get a job because I wasn't going to college and it stirred inside of me again that call to be of assistance to, to help people wake up into the knowing of themselves to remember them as I know them to be to help them to remember that that's the one thing that I am so grateful for. When I was a child, I knew that every being was a soul, that we were just souls, divine light, down in this creation, in these bodies, having experience. And I knew it because I could see in the very heart of God, each and every one of us, united as one there, and that out of that oneness, we came into this individual state to have experience, but in truth, we are still in the very heart of God as one. And I know that to be true. And what I want is for you to wake up and know that to be true for yourself as well, to know that, yes, you are in an individualized body in an individualized state of being right now, and, yes, that may feel like separation. But in truth, if you will go inside and connect back into the truth of who you really are, you can merge back into the knowing that you and the Lord are one right now, that there is no separation. So in our sharings that we share here, both myself and Brian, and the sharings that Bill does and the workshops that he does here 
and with Laura Keston and what she shares here and what Stephen is sharing in Fort Wayne and, and other places, Stephen McAfee up north. We are just sharing those things from our own experience of awakening, of what it is to wake up and to come into the greater knowing of ourselves as divine. The tools that we share here are very simple tools. And there are tools that we can apply every day and every moment of every day if we choose to. We have to make a choice as to whether we're going to sit down and meditate or get on the computer and check our emails or get ready for work and go to work or spend more time asleep rather than meditating. And we have to make a choice every moment of every day of how we're going to live our lives. Are we going to live our lives in a sense shut down, just not paying attention, just wandering through the day, rather unconsciously doing our lives, doing our job habitually because we know how to do it, driving habitually because we know how to drive without having to pay attention, talking to our mates and our children or our friends habitually, out of habit, not paying attention to what we're saying, not really participating in conversation? Or are we willing to begin to make choices in our lives where we stay present, where we stay awake, where we begin to do things from a different place of action rather than non-action or reaction? It's really a choice. And we share tools here by which to do that by which to go inside and do the meditation and to wake up into the divine. And we share tools here by which to live your daily life with your eyes open and go into the world and what to do while you're driving and how to stay focused in God. I've even shared with you how I even go to the grocery store before I put my hands on the basket. I ask that light and loving go to the person who just held this basket and chopped for themselves in the store, that they might receive the blessing and grace of the Holy Spirit. And then as I go through the store, I just ask that the light of loving go and extend itself to all the food that is in that place, that it nurture every one that partakes of this food and this blessing that resides in it. I do all I can to make every moment of every day an action of loving, an action of prayer, an action of God, in me and through me. I ever ask God to live in me and through me, fill me to overflowing, that your overflow go out into the world, touch all, touch everything, touch every part of your creation. Let me be a living instrument of your loving, of your grace, of your joy, of your peace, of all that you are, and let it move in me as it lives in me. Let it live in me so that it can move in me and through me to all those that seek it for themselves. I just am ever, ever in prayer in some way. I'll be driving down the street and I'll see, today I saw a possum that had been run over. And I just ask that the light go to that possum and to all of its kind as it continues its journey. And if a car is broken down on the side of the road, I just ask the light to go to that, whoever owns that car, and to the car itself to assist them 
and the repair of that car and that, that car lasts them a long time and serves them well and that they find the ease and the, by which to get it repaired. I mean, it's, it's find all these little ways to bring God present in everything you do. And it's a wonderful thing when you can do that, when you truly can bring God present in everything that you do. And it's just a matter of you making a choice. Are you going to live unconsciously and just drive, not aware of what's going on around you? Not aware of the person that's walking along the side of the street or standing at the corner waiting for the bus or for an animal that got ran over? Or are you going to stay present and let that which is the living, loving essence of the Lord that you are come present and alive and live in you every moment, every breath, and let it live out touching all of itself and all of creation. Because if we are one in the heart of God, then everything that exists is one in the heart of God because everything came out of God at the moment of creation, everything. This book is an aspect of God in manifestation. It is an unrealized aspect of God, and all I do is I hold that this aspect of God comes into realization in its own time, that it is God, and that it returns back through the awareness of that into the oneness once again, not living in separation, not living in unmanifested awareness, but rather awake and aware and knowing of itself in the very heart of God in the fullness of loving, living the loving that is this aspect of God. Just as I hold and ask for you to wake up, wake up and know that you are divine. Wake up and be the living, loving essence of the Lord. Wake up and live it, breathe it, do it every moment of every day. I remember when I was a child and they were teaching me about the action of concentration. And I knew this whole thing about living every moment of every day. And they began to ask me to focus on the second hand of a clock so that I could even become more aware of every moment of every day and learning how to live into that space between the seconds. Because even there is a moment of God that is often not experienced, not given awareness to. And I can remember the first time when I slipped between the seconds, I saw the second hand and then I saw it move, and then I just slipped into this moment of eternity where God and every one of us were one. And we knew it and we were living in that oneness, and then the second hand moved to the next second. And I knew even then that I don't want to live just in every moment of every day. I want to live in the spaces between those moments so that I live God fully. I want to live God as fully as I can in this consciousness, in this body, in this experience. And to live it fully so that I can look up multidimensionally and go, and there's God, and there's God, and there's God, and there's God. And look at each of you here and go, and there's God. And there I am. 
I and the Father are one. I am that I am. It's all the same. We are God. That divine spark that resides here is God living in this embodiment. And that divine spark is who you are. You are God dwelling here. All you want to do is wake up. Wake up and know that to be true. Don't believe the mind and all the stories it tells you. Don't follow after your emotions because they'll take you on a roller coaster ride of hell. Don't follow after your imagination because it will take you into the realms of illusion that are much larger than anything you can imagine in the realm of imagination. And don't follow after the body and let it be the one that rules you and leads you and guides you. But rather, live the soul that you are. Live the loving that you are. Live that divine spark that you are. And then see how you want to choose to participate in this world. How you want to begin to have dominion over the mind, the emotions, the imagination, and the body. So that you can make choices as to how you as the divine are going to live here and experience here and fulfill here. And so that when that day comes, when you take the last breath, you can leave this physical form once again, consciously, knowingly, knowing where you're going, and look back and go, boy, that was a good life. Did I ever fulfill myself there? I fulfilled myself so well in this lifetime, I don't have to go back there and do individualization and separation again. I now can just keep on moving into the oneness, living in the oneness, being the loving that I am, and no more do I have to go back into those creations, into that separation, into those beliefs. And I know that for myself to be true. Brian knows that for himself to be true because we are living it. We live it in our meditation and we live it in our daily lives by how we choose to live our life. It's just a choice. But I'll tell you what, the more you get in touch with the loving that you are, the more you get in touch with that compassion and that caring and all that is God dwelling here at the seat of the soul in you, and the more you allow all the aspects of the Lord that lives here to begin to shine its light and expression into your life and into your beingness, and you begin to live that into your daily life, the more you are going to truly be joyful and living the truth that God has intended for you, living the life that God has willed for you to live. And then there is no more separation. There is no more fear. There is no more depression until it happens the next time. <laughs> because as long as you're in a body... As long as you have emotions in mind, believe me, the waves of emotion, the electrical storms of the mind, the movement of the body consciousness will ever tug at you, pull at you, call you back down into it. And out of habit, you'll go, okay, here I come. Whatever you want. 
and hopefully for just a moment, and maybe for just a year, you'll do it. But somewhere you're going to realize, what have I done? Where have I gone? Why have I allowed myself to get here? And you'll pick up some tool of divine awakening and begin to put it back into practice in your daily life. So these things that we share here in our talks on Sunday, the things that we've shared on our CDs and our tapes and our books, the things that Bill will share, such as the Columns of Light workshop today, or the Tools workshop that Laura's sharing, the toolbox around the tools of the divine, tools by which we can live a spiritual life. We share these things so that you begin to understand how to live your life daily and every breath and in every moment so that you're not living from Sunday to Sunday and forgetting God in between and hoping somehow if I go and I spend an hour in this building and listen to this man talk about whatever he's talking about, oh my God, it's so boring, <laughs> that somehow that's going to get me to heaven, that somehow I'm going to live a spiritual life that somehow all these things that I have judged as wrong are going to be forgiven because I went to church for an hour. I would rather you really learn how to wake up and to live the divine essence that you are. That's why we share these tools with you. This is why we share continually with you the same old stuff again and again and again. But you come back because there's a part of you that does want to hear it, that does want to remember it, that does want to begin to practice it. So begin to take these things into your daily life and begin to live them more, even more now than ever before. Make new choices. God first and God only. God right now, God right now, God right now again. And let that be how you live your life. It's your choice. So, here's a couple of key things to remember during the day. One, when you wake up in the morning, invite God into your day. What did John the Baptist do when he went through the deserts and the cities and the villages of Israel. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Prepare ye the coming of the Lord. Prepare. So every morning when you wake up, before you get out of bed, before you stir, as soon as you become conscious and aware and awake in the moment, allow yourself to say, Lord, I invite you into my day. I invite you into this moment. I invite you into my breath. That as I breathe, you breathe me. As I move, you move me. As I live, you live me. That I become the living, loving essence of the Lord in this day. And then as you're brushing your teeth, as you're getting ready for work, or whatever it might be, and you're looking into the mirror, look into the mirror and say, I acknowledge the divine lives somewhere in there. I may not know yet where you live. I may not know yet the experience of that, but I know you're there. 
and I call you forward. I call you to come forward and to demonstrate yourself into my daily life. And I make a choice with you right now that as you begin to demonstrate yourself into my life, I will pay attention to those demonstrations that I might begin to live it more fully. So what you're doing is you're now saying, I am now making a commitment with you, Lord. If you'll show yourself to me and you help me to see you in me and in my daily life, I will choose to live that moment and see how I can expand that moment. And then as you are driving down the road, ever focus on God first. See God in everything, everywhere. See God in the trees. See God in the plants. Even if you don't believe it, even if it's just real fantasy land to you, like this is one great illusion that Jim is running, choose to live into that illusion for a while and see if it isn't true. See if it isn't real. Drive down the street, and just as you acknowledge the God in you as you looked into the mirror, acknowledge the God and the animals and the plants and the insects that are hitting your windshield. Acknowledge the God in everything. And I will guarantee you this, that if you will do it, not just for a moment, not just for a breath, not just for a day, but you begin to do it more and more every day. And you're not going to do it 24 hours a day. You're not going to do it 12 hours a day. If you do this two minutes out of every hour, you'll be doing good. But if you do it, you're going to begin to bring awareness to you of the divine in your life and in you. I have done this since I was a child. I have forgotten it during a small period of my life as a teenager. But I do know one thing, that if you will do this daily, you will begin to see God coming present in your daily life. You will see it in the smile of another person that will stir something inside of you, and all of a sudden there will be a smile on your face. You'll go, what the hell am I smiling for? I'm not happy. I'm not joyful. It's because the God in them smiled in a moment of recognition of the God in you, and the God in you smiled back. Acknowledge that moment. Honor that moment. And live into that moment more fully. And you will begin to see God come alive in your life. I can remember so clearly one day I was driving home from work. And I was driving through a park in San Antonio, Texas called Almas Park. And it was springtime and the mountain laurels were blooming and everything smelled like grape Kool-Aid. And I had my windows rolled down and I'm driving through the park and I'm breathing in all this great aroma of nature. And I'm just acknowledging all these trees and all these flowers as I'm driving through this area. And as I do, I'm just acknowledging God in all of this that is nature. And as I do... There's a part of me that's bowing and loving to all that is God present. And all of a sudden, I literally witnessed the essence of God in those trees bow to me, bow in response to my bowing to them. 
And that was a very, very, very profound moment for me because I realized how powerful and meaningful it is to acknowledge God in all things. And how if we will just acknowledge God in all things, it will acknowledge us. Acknowledge God in you. That God can acknowledge you in God. It is a very powerful moment when you bow to the Lord inside of you and the Lord God inside of you bows to you and you are one in that loving. And that takes place in meditation. You go inside in meditation every day and you bow before the Lord and say, I love you, Lord. I'm here for you. I am here with you. I am yours and you are mine. And I am here to share my loving with you in this moment. And I bow to you in loving. The more you do that, the more you prepare a place for the Lord. You prepare for the coming of the Lord. And there will be a day when all of a sudden as you bow before the Lord, the Lord in you will bow to you. And you will merge into that bow that bow of loving. You will merge into that loving that is God in you and you in God. And in that moment, for that split, split second, you will know that you are the loving, loving essence of the Lord, that you are divine, that you are one in the heart of God right now, that you and the Lord are one. You will know it. And then you'll be back in the body, you'll be back in this consciousness, and you'll go, Oh my God, was that real? Did that really happen? Be sure to say in that moment when you question, yes, that was real, that happened, that's who I am. Because if you acknowledge it, you'll begin to live it more every moment of every day. Because now you have a reference point. Now you have a real reference point that you can choose back into. You know what that feels like. You know what that looks like. You know how that lives in you. You know how you live into it. And now you can keep referencing back into that and live it more each day. You can choose back more into it until you are living it more and more every day. I know that each of you here have a reference point for that divine in you right now. There is a place in you where you as a child knew that you and the Lord are one. Not were one, but are one. You knew that then and that child in you knows it now. All you have to do is reconnect into that memory, into that reference point to move back into it. A child is loving. A child is ever loving unless something in its environment proves to be unworthy of the loving, untrustworthy of the loving, it is always loving. Know that the one place you could ever trust is God. Know that one place you can express your loving in a place of safety that will ever be replenished restored, and given back to you fully is God. 
The child in you knows that. So connect back into that child. Be playful with God. Don't go in as an adult in your meditation. Don't go in and try to figure things out as the adult. Well, I've got all these problems. I've got to figure these things out. God's got to help me. We've got to get a solution here. No. You know, a child didn't do that. A child just kept moving forward in the moment and accepted what came present. I can remember when at Christmas time, I wanted a chemistry set so bad. And so I just put it out to God. I just kept saying to God, 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 I want a chemistry set. And God says, wait a minute, I'm not a chemistry set. Why are you coming to me asking me for a chemistry set? And I said, because I want a chemistry set. And God said, then go into the world and tell the world that you want a chemistry set. Don't tell me. I'm not going to bring a chemistry set to you. That's not who I am. I'm loving. I'm joy. I'm peace. I'm grace. I'm all these things. But I'm not a chemistry set. And I went, what? I thought you were supposed to give me everything I wanted. And God said, I can give you everything that you want that is of spirit. Because I am a spirit. And you are a spirit. And I can give to your spirit everything of spirit that you want. But those things that you want of the world, you go and ask of the world that. And I said, how do I do that? He said, well, go ask your mom and dad. They're the world for you. Go ask them for the chemistry. He said, don't ask me. And I learned something very profound. If I want something in the world, go make it happen. Go do it. Don't sit and beg of God for something that you want in the world. God is of spirit, and God is here to serve and to love and to honor and to awaken in you as spirit, not to give to you the world. If you want the world, go create it. Go manifest it. Go learn the lessons of creativity of the soul as you build the world for yourself. But don't go asking God for it. And in that moment, I learned something. And that is, God is spirit. I am spirit. And that is what prayer is about. That is what meditation is about. It is to go and worship and to love and to honor and wake up and know that and to live that more fully. And then to go into the daily life and to see the spirit in all things. So find that way that works for you. And one way to do it would be to start writing in your journal every day. One more thing, Jim. Oh, my God, do you know how many pages I have to write every day to my journal? <laughs> Whatever. But write for a while, seven days, seven weeks, seven months, seven years, whatever. A response to how am I living the Lord today? And see if that doesn't begin to just spark in you a greater clarity of who you are as the Lord, who the Lord is as you, and how you can live that oneness more and more all the time. How can you remember? It's just remembering who you really are. We've just believed the illusion of the outer world we must remember ourselves back to the truth of the inner that we are. Wake up, wake up, wake up, and know that you are divine. Wake up. 
We have gone into a great sleep. We are living a great dream. Shakespeare wrote about it in the Midsummer Night's Dream. This is the great dream. He talks about a wall that has a little hole in it that you can look through and see what's on the other side of the wall. Well, that's right here. We must begin to see that glimmer of light that is on the other side of the wall and find our way through to the other side and to realize that the wall is just an illusion. And the play, what is a wall? It's a person standing like this, and that's the wall. Through the whole play, that's the wall in Shakespeare's play. And yet, when we confront something like that, we think it's so real and so solid and so much a separation and so much a true wall that we live it to be a wall. Just as the players on that stage believe that to be a wall that they could not go through, that they could not see beyond. It's all just an illusion. Stop believing the illusion. Stop referencing into the illusion. Start referencing into the truth of loving and start believing the truth of loving that you are. So I said goodbye to John the Baptist as he walks out. <laughs> and I guess that's it for Sunday. <laughs> we're here. Thank you all very much for coming. And if you want to talk to Bill further about the light column or just be sure to be back here by 2 o'clock, he'll be opening the doors and getting things set up to share with you about how to become a living light column in the world. That's a lot of fun. And it can truly transform some things in your own life as well as serve others. So thank you all. We'll see you next Sunday.